Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Namaste, yogis. This is Andrew Seeley here to welcome you to the Yoga Revealed podcast. This one's for all my beautiful ladies out there. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing the one and only Rebecca Lech, a dancing queen turned yogi whose self-image insecurities led her to create a top-selling Amazon beauty brand called Rada Beauty that empowers women worldwide. Rebecca's passions for expanding the practice of self-love through Rada Beauty is second only to her devout practice of yoga. We are always so afraid of, um, of failure and we should not be afraid of failure. I think failure helps us um, make mistakes that help us learn and help us grow. Today, you'll learn three key tips to getting over insecurities while living a more lively life of empowerment through self-love and beauty. Get ready to dapper and doll as Rebecca reveals true beauty to us all on this episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. Namaste, yogis. It brings me great honor to have with us today the one and only Rebecca Lynch. Hello. All the way from New York. How are you? I'm good. So I really am excited to have you on the podcast today because as you may have heard, the Yoga Revealed podcast is really a great way for our listeners to be able to tap into the knowledge that you have and that you've grown over the years of your experience and growing not only your Instagram, but also your absolutely wonderful beauty brand. Thank you. Awesome. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to hear about your past. So where you're from... (laughs) Um, and how you got into yoga. Yeah, um, so I am from Singapore, and that's in Southeast Asia. It's uh, right on the equator, uh, in case you don't know where that is. Some people mm-hmm. don't know and think it's in China, but it's Do you guys really... have like a, a really tall building there, like a glass building or something like that? No, that's Dubai. Oh, okay. I tried, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> 
obviously I haven't been to Singapore yet. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I've been dancing ballet all my life. Uh, that's my background, but my ethnicity, I'm Indian. Uh, I'm part Chinese. Uh, my father's half Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like mixed, right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've been doing ballet since I was young, uh, since I was three years old. I won my first international ballet competition at seven. Wow. Yeah, and then um, at the age of nine, I, st- I started traveling to compete at uh, like major international ballet competitions. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I competed in one uh, in the Grand Prix, um, and I won. And um, yeah, but the funny thing is that I competed in that competition without a teacher representing me. Wow, yeah, so you were so self-taught. My- no, no, because um, at a point of time, it was really hard for me to find a teacher to groom me. Mm-hmm. So I just went for classes and my mom just like put me in the competition. And so it was a week of like hard classes. Um, and, um, you know, it's just every day there's um, someone examining you and then you have to like go on stage. And, um, you know, everyone had a teacher there representing them every single day. But I was just the only person like without a teacher sitting mm-hmm. sitting there and you but won. You I won through. I won and then um, I got to go to the Juilliard school in New York mm-hmm. um, and that was good but um, yeah it was it was really like an experience for me going to Juilliard because I injured my knee mm. um, the reason was because I'm a classically trained ballet dancer and so when I had to do modern dance, it kind of like screwed, Threw things off. screwed my knee. Yeah. And so, mm. you know how like the body, you turn in and not turn out and, you know, there's no structure and, you know, modern dance is your own interpretation. So when they say like, pretend to be a leaf and then you have to like, <laughs> you know, like crumble into a leaf. And, <laughs> this is my leaf. Yeah. And you have to like let go. And I'm just like, I got like annoyed, <laughs> like, cause I was just like, but which was the wrong mindset. And I mm-hmm. think that's what caused my injury and i was out of dancing for a year and a half wow yeah during that time was it really sad for you oh yeah dance was your life exactly so i i like fell into like this really like dark place and i didn't know what my purpose was anymore because all i knew was dance right and um i did i did really well in school too so i had that to fall back on but i didn't want to go back to school you know so i took some time off from dancing and I did a business degree uh, at the University of London. I did my business degree um, and I actually got like a 4.0 GPA, uh, like in American terms. (laughs) You're Indian and Asian. You've got like the best of both worlds right there. (laughs) Brain is just... (laughs) No, no, no. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So, so, and then I got my business degree. I went back to school uh, to finish um, Juilliard. Mm -hmm. uh, And then I applied for my master's at the New New York University, NYU. Um, And I got into the program. I did... um, um, I did like a few majors and one of it was um, marketing at Stern Business School. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also did... Which um, is one of the best business schools in the, in the world. world. <laughs> yeah. So is the University of Went London. to the best <laughs> dance school, the best business school. <laughs> yeah. And then and then part of it was I also did... Um, I, st- I started dancing at um, the American Ballet Theater mm-hmm. for two years uh, while I was in school. So... So that was good. <laughs> yeah. And so 
um, after I graduated, I said, oh my gosh, I'm done studying because, you know, like my whole life is just studying and dancing and I just wanted to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. So I took off um, and went to Italy and I lived there for a year. Um, I just toured uh, Europe, uh, was dancing salsa mm-hmm. professionally. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and so I, ju- and I just lived off like dancing, like, um, while I was there. Um, and so for a year and then I came back to New York and then I moved to Mexico, mm. uh, for another seven months. And that was how Rada Beauty was born. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. So where did yoga come in? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so while when i was uh, injured a friend of mine uh, told me about yoga he, he said listen like you know to get strong and to to like heal yourself um instead of going to like therapy why don't you try yoga and i was like no you know it's i don't want to just like stretch even more mm-hmm. and things like that like it was just so ignorant i just came from a very ignorant dance place and mm-hmm. you know like um but I did. I went. I followed him to a class, and um, it was then that I started. But it was. I went to like a few classes, and then I never continued anymore. Mm. But I was introduced to yoga then. Um, and while I was in Mexico, um, my my fiance bought me a camera uh, for Christmas. Mm. So that was when I actually really started yoga. When I just joined my very first challenge by Kino Yoga and Beach Yoga Girl. Wow. And I just started with one pose a day and that was uh, like a year and a half ago. So um, that was when I really started yoga. And I have like my before and after pictures which are like tragic because like I couldn't even, I had no strength in my upper body. Yeah, all legs and from I'm, dancing. Yeah, and I have like just no strength. So any arm balance or any like form of like handstand or forearm stands, like it's just, impo- it was impossible. Like mm. it took me a long time to like get um, something done. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, yeah. your advancement was obviously compromised yeah. by your years of dance practice, but I'm sure you had the flexibility and so, such. So, so the misconception is that um, ballet dancers are extremely flexible. Mm. That, that is like, that? yeah, so that's such a big misconception because like if you saw my before and after pictures of back bend, mm-hmm. I was like not flexible. <laughs> I, I don't know why, like I guess... There, it's a different muscle. Musculature. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, anatomy. So, yeah. you know, it's even though it's a, it's a, like a combre, like a back bend, it's still the upper back and not mm-hmm. from here. Yeah. So I didn't spine. really have a deep back bend practice because, you know, I had, I could do the split, but mm-hmm. never, I couldn't do what I can do today as a ballet dancer. Yeah. I feel like I'm stronger. I'm a hundred million times more flexible. <laughs> I wouldn't, if I saw my before and after pictures, I wouldn't even consider myself flexible. Wow. Just because I could do a split doesn't make me flexible. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, a lot of people didn't do the split, but I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, so... So you were flexible in one type of way, but yeah. you didn't have the dynamics of the flexibility. Exactly, yeah. That makes sense. That's right, yeah. And so people are like, oh, it's easy for you because you're a ballet dancer. And then I show them my before and after picture and they're like, oh, that's not you. I'm like, well, that's me and I'm, I'm a ballet dancer. <laughs> so... There is that, you know, it's such a mis. Even like in my wheel pose, my arms were bent. Yeah. And that's because my back was not strong enough and my shoulders were not strong enough to hold my weight. Mm-hmm. So it took me some time to like 
build that strength. To like straighten my arms and make that arc. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful to see that. <laughs> you know, there's no one body type that's right for no. yoga. And I, I tell yes. people this all the time when they're asking me, oh, you know, like, what's the best body type for yoga? Yeah, no, there's, there's no, such no thing. best body no. type. There's no best preparation. No, no age. There's no age. age yeah. That's the beauty of yoga yes. is you can start anytime, no matter what. Yeah. And that practice will evolve with you. Exactly. Yeah. So I like to hear about um, people's teacher training experience and like, how was it being immersed in a daily practice of yoga? Um, when did you know that you wanted to do a teacher training? Yeah, so I did a 200-hour teacher training in Mexico, mm-hmm. but I felt that I could um, do more. Like, that wasn't enough for me to, like, start going into teaching. Although I did conduct, like, one or two classes, mm-hmm. I feel like I wanted to really gain more knowledge uh, into it, but it, was very, it wasn't easy for me. I, I felt like it was it was kind of challenging because i i was just like slowly discovering yoga i'm still so new and i'm mm-hmm. i'm always a student so i'm always learning and i i don't think like i've ever been like oh that's it i've mastered this and teacher training really humbles you because you get to like learn things and you know i it was just such an amazing experience like mm-hmm. teacher training yeah what was one of the most profound memories of your teacher training um I felt that um, the conversations we've had, we've had like, you know, in a group and like how we share our, our difficulties mm-hmm. um, day to day, you know, because every day is so different. Every day our emotions are different and we bring it to yoga. Yeah. And so sometimes you're tight, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're strong, sometimes you're weak, you know, like it's so different. And <laughs> that's the, the beauty of it is sharing the practice and that's what I took away yeah and it, like Patabi Joyce says yes. practice and all is it's coming, coming yeah. you know it's a continuous persistence of really waking up every day and knowing that your body is fresh I agree. and that today maybe your shoulders aren't as yes. open but maybe your legs are stronger that's right or maybe your head stands on point but your handstand isn't yeah. so <laughs> sometimes you just gotta work with what you got yeah that's right <laughs> that's beautiful um, so at this time that you took um, your yoga teacher training, did you know immediately that you wanted to start teaching or was it something that you just wanted to do to broaden your horizon? Of yeah, learning? so it's I didn't do teacher training to teach yoga. I did teacher training to have a more deeper knowledge of yoga for myself because I didn't think that 200 hours is actually enough to mm-hmm. start practicing or, uh, well, to start teaching what... The, true essence of yoga is you know yeah. yoga to one person may be something but to another is something else um but um eventually i would like to i will i would love to start teaching but um i i did the teacher training for myself hmm. that's yeah. beautiful <laughs> sometimes the best thing to do is to really jump into something knowing that it's going to help you, you yeah no matter exactly. what exactly awesome so once you completed your teacher training, did you just jump into the classroom or was it something like, okay, I'm going to establish my practice, really do what feels good for me. And then at this time you said that you had already started RADA, right? Yeah. So, so I did it in Mexico and, um, oh, it's such a long story. Like I'm just going back on, into like bring memory. It, bring it back. Bring it back. We're reeling it out, reeling it out. So <laughs> what happened was, um, so, um, I started RADA Beauty, um, and, we started with our first product, which was um, our Mor- Moroccan argan oil. Mm-hmm. It was 100% pure, 
and uh, we started selling it on Amazon. I am the creative director, so I created like the packaging, the, the labels and everything. And uh, my business partner, who's my fiance, he run, he's the CEO of Rada Beauty. Um, so he actually um, did all the marketing on um, Amazon and, you know, he's a genius. So hmm. our first product didn't do so well. So we came up with a second one like two weeks later. And some people call that crazy because they're like, well, if your first product didn't do well, why did you come up with a second? Mm -hmm. But we already knew what we wanted, what worked and what didn't. So we were just like fearless. And <laughs> we just like, way. yeah, we just came up with a second product and it was um, like a natural eye gel. And that product hit off, like hit it off. And wow. from there, we just like two, another two weeks, we like bumped out like retinol and then vitamin C serum. And then it's just, it, within six months, we were at, at um, yeah, 300,000 a month. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so beautiful. I know. And yeah, that's how Rada Beauty started. And then um, in the, at the same time, I did teacher training. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to teach right away. Um, I was still still new to yoga. So I was like just doing things on Instagram. And then it like I started getting noticed and mm -hmm. my pictures started going viral and people started sharing stuff on Facebook and then my following started to grow. That's awesome. Yeah. So was Rada your kind of like your creative outlet in the sense that you're really interested in beauty and was it something that you felt was kind of like your baby and developing those new serums and those new products to be able to sell? Yeah, so so the mission of Rada Beauty is to to empower women to embrace their natural beauty mm. meaning it we live in a world where we have to wear fake eyelash and concealers and like to to blot out our imperfections but we're all made imperfectly beautiful and mm. if if we're just like conscious about how gorgeous and how beautiful we are um i don't know i feel like my my goal was to empower women to to just embrace themselves and to to use them to use what mother earth has which is like essential oils and oils and just the most natural products to heal you and to yes. and to um to put on your skin you know because a lot of products have like sulfate and fragrance and like and it's just so bad and the reason why i started rada beauty was because when i was younger uh, my grandmother and my mom would always like bathe me in oils and mm -hmm. they would give me flower baths and use coconut oil in my hair and I would be like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, like, I didn't like it at first, but um, I started appreciating it later on when people started commenting on my skin and my hair and mm -hmm. like, you know, what do you use to glow? And I'm like, I don't know, like my mom gives me turmeric or she puts turmeric on my face every night you know like ayurvedic awesome <laughs> things like that i think it's absolutely beautiful <laughs> that you have decided to make a brand that's built on empowering women yeah. to realize their natural beauty because i feel so often now with instagram yes. and facebook and all these other different forms of social media women often feel like they're constantly comparing themselves to the next girl with the long, pretty eyelashes exactly. or, you know, she's got these hair extensions that are down to her butt or whatever it is. And <laughs> I, I just think it's really beautiful that you're empowering women 
through recognizing and honoring their natural beauty. And it's so often with, you know, Instagram and with Facebook that women kind of become desensitized to their own natural beauty. And the fact that you're empowering them is so strong. What gave you that inclination to have the power to do that? Um, I grew up with that inferiority complex. I just always thought that because, you know, like as I was going through puberty, sometimes I would get like blemishes. Mm -hmm. But in Asia, and that's where I come from, it's, 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 it's not okay or it's not good to go out having blemished skin yeah. because it's all about being flawless, being fair, being, you know, like it's Asia. But, <laughs> and because of that, I felt this um, almost like a resentment towards that culture. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, like what's wrong with having blemishes? It's part of human nature. But to hide under a false mask and to not like that's how I that was my train of thought in mm. coming in coming out with our mission and why I wanted to do this. Nice. So yeah. allowing people to feel confident about themselves rather than comparing themselves to others or trying to live up to this false sense of, you know, beauty. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. So <laughs> What do you think was the turning point in your life that helped you to realize that you were truly beautiful? Oh, wow. It took me a really, really long time. Really long time. I think up till... It was only when I moved to America was when I realized my... Probably like my value or my worth. Mm. Um, because I feel like in the US, everyone's more diversified and they're they're all immigrants and everyone's so different but so cool <laughs> in asia it's basically like if you're i came from singapore so the majority of people there were chinese mm -hmm. um and they're the majority they're like 70 percent um my my race is only like two percent um wow. so you know like that's how you're rare yeah and it's like coming from the ballet world you know i had to face like racism i had to face um, like a lot of discrimination because of the color of my skin so that also like played a part in rada beauty about empowering women and to accept you know no matter how light your skin is or how dark your skin is you're still beautiful that's beautiful yeah that's really good that you're doing that and Give me um, some idea as to how Rada Beauty is affecting the mass world because I know you guys are on Amazon, so yeah. you're probably reaching tons of beautiful buyers all around the world. Um, what is like the message that you hope to send to them? Um, I want people to, and I, I not want, but I, I just hope for people. I, Rada Beauty is trying to make it affordable for people to use organic and holistic and the most natural products on earth um right now like if you buy like a small essential oil bottle it would cost you 40 dollars we give you the best and most purest essential oils which is like the best grade um which is like eight an eight ml bottle for 19 dollars. so you know like we want every household and everybody to enjoy the effects of essential oils and how it heals you and how it helps you and your body <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah and with that being said 
have you felt that there's a sense of yoga in providing these beauty products? Because I feel, or at least in you know the the yoga text, it <laughs> speaks of satcha, you know, yeah. cleanliness and like really caring for your body mm. and allowing your skin to be literally your your first organ of breath. Oh, exactly. You know? so. Exactly. Um, it's so funny you say that because when like Radha Beauty started when I started yoga. Wow. So it, it just went in hand in hand because mm -hmm. it just it was the whole wellness and health and it's just what it is like it's just about loving yourself and embracing everything and living the best life you could possibly live um, in using the most purest and most organic products which is good for you and you know and we want everybody to um, be able to afford um organic products because it's so expensive if you yeah. go to whole foods it's just nuts so that's why we're on amazon and that's why uh, we do well because we want to make it affordable that's beautiful to have a very strong message behind <laughs> yeah. what you do yet at the same time hold these sense of values yeah. um i wanted to ask so you've accumulated you know i'm sure lots of funds from building this business now how do you feel that you'll give back other than just giving back beauty products? Is so there... we've partnered uh, and we're about to partner with more um, organizations. We are partnering with an organization that plants trees. Um, and we're also, um, and like we're such animal uh, advocates. So we're going to um, partner with dog shelters. So mm. like a lot of like proceeds are going to go into shelters, into planting more trees. Um, and so, yeah, that's how we we plan to give back. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I just in me talking to you and hanging out with you for this whole day, and, yeah. you know, doing acro yoga with <laughs> you and just beginning to connect. I feel like there's so much that you can offer to women out there uh, who may have questioned you. their own beauty. Oh, yeah. And I, I used to question my beauty. So I know where like it's a like women, we suffer inferiority complex and um, and insecurities. It's just it's just a, 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 a normal human nature mm -hmm. uh, for women. But um, it's how we overcome it. Yeah. That's important. This segues <laughs> perfect to my next question. I want you to give our listeners three tips to how they can help overcome that inferiority? Um, so the first one is self-love. I think we need to practice loving ourselves first. And that's so important because if you don't love yourself first, you cannot love someone else. Um, and loving yourself is not be like, it's not like, oh, I'm vain and I like put on extensions and fake eyelash and look nice. It's truly loving who you are and accepting your, your difference and, um, your difference compared to other women and, you know, like loving your body and, you know, being grateful for everything that God has given you. And that's, that's, that's the first thing. And the second mm -hmm. one, um, would be having confidence in what you do having confidence because we are always so afraid of um of failure and we should not be afraid of failure i think failure helps us um make mistakes that help us learn and help us grow and so that's like the best thing make more mistakes mm -hmm. fail more so that you can learn more mm -hmm. and so that you can grow stronger you can grow smarter and so that you'll never repeat the mistakes you made and 
you know, people hold a lot of like grudges on the past and the past mistakes they've made, but you can either hold on to that resentment and that, oh no, I did this and, or move on and accept it and learn from it. And let go of your past let, to become your future. It, exactly. And mm-hmm. be the best person you can be now. Mm-hmm. Um, the third, I have like two more, but uh, the third one is fear. You know, we, we always fear the unknown. Um, and uh, I think that uh, women are so fearful of the unknown and taking risk. And if you never jump into what you don't know or what could make you greater, um, you'll never know. You'll never know. And it's the same thing with me and Rada Beauty. Like I didn't know if this would ever happen because we went into a niche market, but it happened. And it's because we risked it. We took that risk, that leap of faith. And so that's what I, I would encourage women everywhere. Like be your best self, like do what it takes to and follow your heart. Like do what it takes to get you to your goal. Or if you have a dream, like go get it. Hmm. Don't hold back. Such a beautiful little <laughs> nugget of wisdom there. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so I really like to leave our listeners with the one question. What is yoga to you? Uh Yoga to me is love and healing and um, gratitude. Yeah, that's what yoga is to me. Every day, uh, yoga teaches me humility. It Mm. teaches me compassion. It teaches me how to live my best life. It teaches me so many things that I never knew before I started yoga. That is why yoga is to me. I'm made for yoga. <laughs> yoga is made for you. Seriously. Uh, well, it brings me absolute joy to have you here on the podcast Thank today. You. It's and such an honor. Our podcast listeners are so much better for your knowledge, and they really appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sincerely. Namaste. Oh, no. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to the Yoga Revealed podcast. You can learn more about Rebecca Lech and her amazing brand, Rada Beauty, at radabeauty.com. Make sure to check out her Instagram as well for daily inspiration and female empowerment at Rebecca Lech. And special treat, Yoga Revealers. Be on the lookout for the Yoga Revealed book club launching this month with special recommendations and reviews from real yogis just like you. We have a passion for expanding our knowledge and growing a conscious community with your participation. So, make sure to sign up for our newsletter for exclusive behind-the-scenes footage and updates at yogarevealed.com. Namaste. Until next time, yogis, live light, shine bright. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.